Welcome, everybody. Appreciate your uh, attending tonight, the Voices of Champions talks. These are our third talks this year in 2021. Uh, the talks themselves are uh, an opportunity for our speakers to present a five to seven minute uh, presentation on a topic of their choosing um, about uh, anything related to their life that so that we could get to know them a little bit better. Um, and the talks have now expanded from beyond uh, what we were starting out, I think our first talks in February to uh, where we had speakers from around the U.S., but now we've uh, incorporated uh, Special Books Canada, Special Books Caribbean, uh, and so it is truly a, a kind of special mix North American um, opportunity. So <laughs> we really appreciate having all the programs together. I am going to just look for. Ah, there you go. Okay. So let me find. I want to introduce our first speaker. Let me get this going. Okay. So our first speaker tonight is Alexander Berlick. Uh, Alexander's favorite sports are skiing and hockey because he likes the feeling of going fast. In skiing, Alexander likes the challenge of different types of terrain, while in hockey, he likes the spirit uh, the team spirit and the energy of the sport. He started soccer and swimming when he was three years old. Then he started skiing when he was 12 and hockey when he was 14. One of Alexander's most memorable times was when he was in the provincial games in Quebec uh, in 2017, as not only was it an opportunity to play golf at the next level, but uh, he was most grateful that he had the chance to meet different people and to get along. Uh, Alexander has a big passion for aviation, as he likes to, to feel what it's like to be in the air. Recently, Alexander has started to become passionate about electronic music. So I would like to present to you uh, Alexander Burke. Alexander, take it away. It's true. My dreams and wake-ups are uncommon, although I breathe in the same sky. I may not be like you, and yet our hearts do beat as one. These are a few lines from a song by Elizabeth Anay, which describes the feelings as well as the wish of all people with autism. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Alexander. Today, I'd like to invite you into my world and share with you my dream about building a bridge between our differences. First of all, I'd like to explain to you what autism is. The most common definition of autism refers to challenges with social skills, including the difficulty to express thoughts or feelings, sensory difficulty, repetitive behavior, etc. The ways in which people with autism learn and problem solve can range from severely challenged to highly skilled. Every individual is unique and has talents on one hand and difficulties on the other hand. Today in Canada, Autism's prevalence is 1 in 54, meaning that there are a lot of people living with this condition. Now that you know a bit about what science mentions about autism, I'll move on to the next aspect. 
which will immerse you in how it feels to live with it. There are many aspects of this journey, but today I'll focus on loneliness. Sometimes we see people alone. I'd like to ask you this. Have you ever tried to understand what is going on with that person at school or any place you name? Do you think that it's possible that the person feels isolated, having a hard time connecting to our community? If the answer is no, not really, tell me. Allow me to be your guide in this new experience. In some cases, people with autism could understand other people's feelings as well as their own. Some have to learn to recognize each emotion in themselves. Others, the same way those kids learn multiplication tables, what makes things more complicated is that some people with autism do not show their emotions in the same way as the people without the condition. This could create the misconception that we have no feelings because most of the neurotypical people do not understand our way. It's like PC world and Mac world. Each has its own operating system, but they're still both computers. When I started elementary school, I didn't understand others very much. And many didn't understand me. I try to make friends and get them along with me, but I was rejected most of the time. I was feeling like an invisible band all year long. My actions were different, and my way of wording things was a big puzzle for everyone. As I couldn't express myself, people were interpreting my words in a wrong way, and this made me feel frustrated or sad, especially when people who I wish to be friends with were telling me, Don't talk to me ever. Sometimes people were provoking me to the limit of getting me angry or even bursting into tears. This resulted in myself feeling like prey. And when anger was rushing on me, I found no way to make the predator stop. So I got into fights. My only wish was to play with others. I didn't want any of this to happen. Here are more lines from the song by Elizabeth Anne. Why is my life a combat? I see yet no war around me. And even if I sometimes scream, that's because I'm afraid I might not be heard. About a year later, I met an extraordinary lady, the special education technician in my school who changed my life. Before meeting her, I had the feeling that I was in a box with no way to communicate to the outside world. She showed us how much she cared about understanding the people of autism and their feelings. I was very lucky to have such a person who believed in me and helped me overcome the first obstacle and understood the way people expect me to learn and interact with uh, others. The more I behaved in the way people expected, the more they were willing to connect to me. Then another helping person came into my life. And then another, just like the stars rising in the evening sky. Since then, day by day, my journey has become that is not easy to connect to the neurotypical world. The third aspect is uh, my dream about the day when together we'll, we'll build a bridge between our worlds apart. Bridge means a social connection, which is the best way to achieve happiness in life for any human being. I'd like to invite you all to join me in building this bridge as no one was ever born to be lonely based on how different he or she is. 
if uh, you ask yourself, how could I help build this bridge? What should I do? Here are some ideas. When you see someone who seemingly start with a simple question, how are you today? You could go further and share your passions and interests and encourage him or her to do the same. Show kindness, which in simple words means to do uh, to others what you wish others to do for you. To conclude, I'd like to highlight the importance of showing kindness and respect to each other, regardless of our differences, men and women, black or white, neurotypical or autistic. Our expression and communication skills might be different from others, but our feelings, our thoughts, and our hearts will always be the same as for everyone. I'd like to finish this off with a quote by Chesla Budd, co-founder of Good Friends, an organization of teaching acceptance of differences. This quote inspired me, and I hope that it will inspire you as well. There is beauty in diversity. There is strength in community. There is magic in inclusion. Wow. Thank you, Alexander. That was super. What a great perspective. And thank you for sharing a bit of your journey with us uh, tonight. Uh, very powerful stuff. Uh, and we really appreciate that you... I apologize to interrupt, uh, but... Uh... Uh, is your uh, is am I frozen uh, on your end because uh, I tried muting my friend um, and everybody's like frozen completely like uh, like Christine are we are we frozen or is is just Alexander's connection it's just it's Alexander's okay all right I agree well, with Alex said okay. all right. Daniel, can you get everybody back on mute there with the option not to? Uh, we're still okay. Good. All right. So, Alexander, I can't see everybody in the Zoom room, but I'm going to, I want to thank you again for your time. Um, and now we're going to go on to our next speaker, but first let me share. Sorry, Christine, one second. And we get there. Okay, so we're on to our second speaker. Christine Hughes of Cary, North Carolina has been with Special Books since 2002. She has competed in basketball, bocce, flag football, golf, softball, tennis, track and field, and volleyball. Christine, it might have been a shorter list for the sports that you didn't compete in, I think. She is also a certified USA volleyball official and has officiated at many high-level competitions, including USA Games and World Games. She has now taken on a new leadership role as the first ever athlete assistant technical delegate for the 2022 USA Games in Orlando, Florida, and the first ever assistant technical delegate for the World Summer Games in Berlin, Germany in 2023. She was the first ever athlete to apply and be accepted for this position. Hughes served in the U.S. Navy from 1990 to 1992 fought forest fires in California prior to moving to North Carolina in 2008. She has graduated from Wake Tech Community College in December 2013 with an associate's degree. 
she has since joined the Special Mix North Carolina staff as an athlete leadership manager. Uh, when she is not busy with her Special Olympics duties, Christine competes in the Miracle League Baseball, enjoys listening to music, going to the movies, and bird watching. So, Christine Hughes, you are on. Uh, you are ready to go. I think you also said half of my um, uh, speech as well. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't check the bio before I sent it to you. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, but it's still good. Hey, my name is Christine, and I'd just like to thank you for having me here tonight to tell you about my life as an athlete leader in Special Olympics North Carolina. But first, I'm going to give you some history about me and who I am. I'm an athlete. I've played nine sports, with golf being my favorite. I'm an athlete leader. I'm on staff as an athlete leadership manager. But I'm also a disabled United States veteran. I had wanted to join the military and serve my country, and I'm proud I had the opportunity with an intellectual disability, joining a few other Special Olympics athletes that have served as well over the years. In the early 90s, I enlisted in the United States Navy. At that time, I didn't know I had an intellectual disability. I served aboard the USS Yellowstone AD-41 out of Norfolk, Virginia. I had the opportunity to work on destroyers and frigates as a part of my lagging job. What is lagging, you ask? I'm glad you asked, because <laughs> I had to ask that when I first started. Lagging is where we use a special material to cover pipes and other machinery to make them both safer and quieter. If you want to see an example of that, go to um, a historical ship, a Navy ship, and go down into the engine room, and you'll see that type of work that I did. It took me a while after getting out of the United States Navy to find my way to Special Olympics. And when I finally received my adoption reports in 2000, a whole new world opened up to me. And what I mean by that is the first half of my life, I lived what considered to be a normal life. I knew I was different, but I didn't know why. Then 2000, when I got my adoption report, now I became a, a, a person with an intellectual disability. So I had to find my ground in living in two worlds. And I still struggle with that because I get accepted in the regular world sometimes and I don't get accepted. And I get accepted in Special Olympics sometimes and I don't get accepted. So it's been hard to live in two worlds. First thing I learned was I had fetal alcohol syndrome, which is an intellectual disability. My initial experience with Special Olympics was with Special Olympics Idaho. A friend of mine invited me to her basketball practice, which I didn't know was Special Olympics at the time, but I enjoyed and what I saw, and I got involved as an athlete soon after. While in Special Olympics Idaho, I enjoyed playing basketball, unified softball, and track and field, otherwise known as athletics. I moved to North Carolina in July of 2008 and immediately started competing in soccer for the Wake County Tiger Sharks, basketball, and competing in a pentathlon event for track and field. When I started my journey in Special Olympics, I never saw myself as a leader in any way. I liked being behind the scenes and not seen. I was always afraid to speak in front of others, but that all changed when SONC offered me a chance for me to become an athlete leader as a global messenger in 2010. 
And in case those, there's folks here that don't know what a global messenger is, a global messenger is an athlete that is trained to be a spokesperson on behalf of Special Olympics. Since joining SONC, I have been trained as a spokesperson, ambassador, athlete official, athlete coach, event volunteer, and full-time staff member as an athlete leadership manager. As an athlete official, I've traveled to the USA Games in Princeton, New Jersey, 2014, Seattle, Washington, 2018, and then I was selected as an athlete official for Special Olympics World Summer Games in Los Angeles, California in 2015, and Abu Dhabi in the United Emerald Emirates in 2019. Now stepping into a new athlete leadership position at the USA Games in Orlando, Florida in 2022, and Special Olympics World Summer Games in Berlin, Germany in 2023 as an athlete assistant technical delegate for the volleyball venue. Quite a mix of words there. I'm the first ever athlete that has applied and been accepted as assistant technical delegate at any Special Olympics World Summer Games. And now I challenge you, though, now that I've opened that door, if you feel comfortable in stepping out of your comfort zone and trying to learn what it takes to set up a venue for a sport, I challenge you to apply at the next USA Games or the World Games. Special Olympics has helped me to gain the confidence that I haven't always had in my life in general and in my abilities. Today, I use that confidence in the everyday challenges that I face. And as you can see in that picture, I didn't know, I don't know if I, I don't remember sending that to you, Jason, but uh, <laughs> that's me getting ready to repel 30 stories down the Wells Fargo building in downtown Raleigh. My goal was to do it once to show athletes that they could face their fears even if they didn't get over that fear, they knew they can push through it and still keep going. Uh, six years later, I'm still going over the edge, and I've just talked myself into going down next year for a seventh year. <laughs> Special Olympics has taught me how to embrace my intellectual disability in the most positive way. And if I can challenge anybody here that's not an intellectual dis that's not an athlete with Special Olympics, don't judge a book by your cover by cover. Uh, you can see that I look normal. It's hard to tell that I have a disability. Do that the same with everybody else. Even if they look, if, even if you can see their disability, don't, don't judge a book by its cover. Give them a chance. Let them succeed. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Really appreciate you being here tonight and, Having got to know you the last number of years uh, and, and all that you've accomplished, uh, very proud to know you and um, and so glad to have you kind of kicking in some doors for athletes in the next number of years to, to, to go through. So congratulations on everything you've achieved and thanks for being part of our talks tonight. Thank you all for right. the invitation. So we're going to go to our next speaker. So our next speaker is Devon uh, Medeo. Devon is 36 years old and has been involved in Special Olympics for over 26 years. He has been on the Special Olympics Trinidad and Tobago board for six years, serving as the athlete representative. Devon has demonstrated the ability and commitment to be spokesperson for his peers and the movement. Devon is currently serving on the 
Special Olympics Trinidad and Tobago Boards, Education, Discipline, and Technical Committees. He has also been serving as an assistant coach in the sports of floor hockey and football, or soccer as we say here, after graduating from being player in both sports. Devon represented uh, Trinidad and Tobago in both sports and has won medals at the World Winter and World Summer Games. Devon's achievements in sports have not gone unnoticed. In 2014, he was awarded by the Member of Parliament for his area, who was also the Prime Minister of Trinidad and Tobago at the time, for his 2013 World Games achievement. He was also awarded by the First Citizen Sports Foundation as the Special Olympics Athlete nominee for the years 2007 for football, 2013 for floor hockey, 2014 for floor hockey, and 2015 for cricket. Everybody, I uh, I would like to welcome Devon to our stage now. Devon. Pleasant good night to each and everyone. It is such an honor to be here today to speak to you all about my experience and how Special Olympics has impacted my life. Let me firstly introduce myself. I am Devan Mahadev, a 36-year-old Trinidadian. At birth, I was diagnosed with a rare skin disorder called ichthyosis. And doctors at the time were unable to assist my parents with treatment. Seeking medical assistance, my parents traveled to Caracas due to the advance in medical technology where they were given instruction on looking after my needs. It was tough growing up in Trinidad. I was not accepted into regular government school and I was therefore deprived of my education. I was homeschooled until the age of nine. This is when I was recommended to attend a school for special needs children. At the school, the teachers made me feel safe and that I could accomplish anything I set out to do. There was no one to discriminate me for who I am. While attending the school, my teachers enrolled me in sports such as volleyball, floor hockey, and basketball, where I played indoor sports. Later on, I started playing football because my school took part in the Special Olympics National Games. Let me tell you this was not an easy task for me with a dry skin disorder, playing in the hot sun, and couldn't sweat. Eventually, I learned in order to keep my skin cool, I needed to wet my t-shirt, and this helped me to keep cool and play longer on the field. The teachers at the school had a big part in my development in learning how to be honest, humble, and how to have discipline. I always remembered one day while standing in the shed looking at the kids playing in the ground, the advice of one of my teachers gave me. He said, Devon, you could one day be playing at a higher level for both your, your school and your community, and even one day represent the country. He saw something in me that I didn't see in myself at the time. His words stuck with me till this very day. As time went by, I realized I love, I love being on the field, doing the things people said and thought I couldn't do because of my skin condition. I pushed harder to make the Special Olympics team. What encouraged me even more was seeing my fellow classmates getting to fly on a plane. And I thought to myself, I want to ride a plane. Guess what? I've kept my focus and determination 
and it has been almost 26 years since I've been part of Special Olympics and got the opportunity to fulfill my childhood dream of flying on a plane all over the world. My biggest accomplishment was when I was selected as captain to represent the Trinidad and Tobago at the Special Olympics World Summer Games 2015. And we won gold in football. SOTT then placed me on the board of directors as athletes representative. In the year 2016, I was assistant coach for the Special Olympics floor hockey team, where I traveled to Austria to take part in the Special Olympics World Winter Games. Special Olympics Trinidad and Tobago introduced floorball in 2020, and I am currently involved in this sport. My involvement in Special Olympics has helped me to develop competency and leadership and management. It has also allowed me to develop the skills necessary to lead a team, deal with conflicts, and bring polite resolution to any situation. Special Olympics also helped me in being able to see things from a strategic standpoint. In my community, I thought my peers would have looked down at me and would not want to interact, but this was not so. Instead, they treated me with utmost respect, and we all work together whenever necessary. I'm strongly involved in a religious and sporting organization within my community where we interact and take part in cultural events and sports. I was able to develop skills in sports outside of Special Olympics, such as hardball cricket, table tennis, and badminton, just to name a few. These qualities of leadership and being a team player allowed me to be able to work well amongst, my, my, amongst people in my community. I was also made a board member, holding the position as trustee for the organization. All these qualities I was able to learn while being in Special Olympics. It has allowed me to add value to the upliftment of the people in my community who looked at me as an inspiration. I was able to raise my self-esteem. I would especially like to thank my parents, my family, my friends, and my coach. In addition, and most important, I would like to thank the members of Special Olympics Committee for believing in me, opening that door and helping me to make my dreams come true. You all have given me an identity and the self-confidence to allow me to, to reach this far. I would continue to show my support and continue to help others in Special Olympics as long as I can to the best of my ability. My advice to everyone is to hold your head up high, never give up and believe in yourself, to keep pushing to reach your ultimate goal in life. Thank you for your attention. Yours truly, Devan Mahadev. Thank you, Devan. Excellent. Thank you for sharing your journey from, from starting out uh, to athlete, to coach, to uh, being a representative for your country. What a, what a thrill and how exciting that your goals are and, and dreams are coming true for that. So we really appreciate you being part of our talks tonight.
All right. So that's Devon from Trinidad and Tobago. And again, we appreciate uh, the Caribbean being part of our, our program every, every time we get a chance. So nice to have them aboard. Next up, let's, uh, Eric Bauman. Eric is a Special Olympics Illinois athlete, leader from Vienna, Illinois. Eric is employed at the Paul Simon Federal Building as an industrial engineer. Eric has one brother and a niece and a nephew who he loves spending time with. Eric wears a constant smile and loves to ask questions. He loves music, playing video games on Switch, and spending time with his friends. And we are lucky that tonight he will be spending time with us. So everybody, here is Eric Bauman. Thank you, Jason, and thank you, everyone. Hello, my name is Eric Bauman. I am a Special Olympics athlete and lead and leader. I have Asperger's, which is a a form of autism, and difficulty understanding jokes or teasing. I take things very literally. I miss pronouns and often says, me has a question. Have you ever been made fun of? Me has. Have you ever been called a bad name? Me has. Have you ever tried out for a team and did not make it? I have, but I did not let them disappointments get me down or quit trying. Instead, they made me more determined and to work harder. Things do not come easy for me. In fifth grade, I tried out for the boys' basketball team, but I did not make the team. I was sad but I continued to play basketball. I worked on my skills and eventually found a team. I continue to play today. I wonder how many of those who made the team still play basketball today. It began my Special Olympic journey in the fifth grade. My first event was in athletics. In 2003, I was part of the Illinois delegation and World Games held in Dublin, Ireland. I participated in track and field, where I won a silver medal in the Sandy Long Jump. Today, I am active in nine different sports with flag football and swimming being my favorites. I love participating in all the sports. I do individual sports, team sports, and unified sports. I am also an athlete leader. In the areas of leadership, I have been getting many opportunities. I am a messenger. I share why the Special Olympics is so important to me. I've served twice on the Illinois Special Olympics Board of Directors. In in 2018, I th- served as an athlete representative for the 50th year held in Chicago, Illinois. Just recently, I've been selected to serve as the first athlete coach for from Team Illinois. I will be coaching five football and natural games to be held in Orlando, Florida during the summer of 2022. What an honor. I'm super excited, but also scared. 
Why me? Why have I been so lucky to do these things? I like to sound special, but I'm not. I'm just your average person who works hard and determined to give my best, whether it be on the playing field, in the boardroom, or countless hours of Zoom calls. To quote Les Brown, if you set goals and go after them with all the determination you can muster, your gifts will take you places that are made. I come prepared, I'd say in shape, and excited about the endless opportunity that might exist. Will I always get what I want? No. Will there be disappointments? Yes, but these things don't keep me from trying. In summary, gold medal Olympian Jesse Owens says, We all have dreams, but in order to make dreams come into reality, it takes an awful lot of determination, dedication, self-discipline, and effort. Where will your dream take you? Dream big. Great job, Eric. I inspirational words and really appreciate you sharing a bit of your journey, your personal journey with everybody tonight. Uh, I I hope people will find those words uh, and take them to heart and dream big. So great job again. All right. So that's Eric Bowen from Special Mix, Illinois. Now our next speaker is Carmen Houston Ludlam from Special Olympics, Maryland. Ask Carmen to describe herself, and she will tell you she is a very busy girl. Carmen has been working at Mod Pizza for over two years. She has been such an excellent worker that her manager recognized her as an all-star leadership position, which involves training new employees how to do their job. Her goal in life is to become a TV presenter. She loves fashion and loves to take pictures of her fashion choices every day to post on Instagram. These are usually accompanied by dance videos, which she films, edits, choreographs independently, allowing all of her followers to get their daily dose of happiness. Carmen is very physically active as well. She swims, does competitive ballroom dance, cheerleading with Special Olympics, teaches dance fitness and snowboards. Travel is another passion of Carmen's. She's quite the Anglophile, and her sights are currently set on London as her bucket list trip. Carmen has attended Special Mix World Games around the world, including Los Angeles, Graz, Austria, Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates. Ladies and gentlemen, Carmen Houston Ludlam. Thank you, Mr. Jason. Hello, 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 everyone. My name is Carmen Houston Ludlam. And I have a question for you. What's your disability? My mom is really smart. She has a PhD in biology. But you know what? She is really bad at remembering names. My dad is really smart, too. He has a degree in physics and works as an engineer. But you know what? He's a really bad dancer. You know the making trainer song dance like your daddy? No. 
I have an intellectual disability called Down syndrome, but I'm here to tell you that my disability does not define me. You see, I am really good at remembering people's names so I can help my mom when she forgets. And I am really good dancer, but I don't think there's any hope for my dad. Sometimes having a disability can make things harder. When that happens, we need to be brave and do our best. I am an athlete and have been involved with Special Olympics for nine years. I compete in cheerleading for Calvert County Special Olympics. I, al I also do ballroom dancing at the University of Maryland and I love to snowboard and ride my bike. I have had many wonderful experiences in my life. For example, in March of 2017, I went to the Special Olympics Winter Games in Austria as a cheerleader and met one of my heroes, Grace Benoit. In Austria, everybody speaks German. I don't speak any German. And in March of 2019, I went to the Special Olympics Summer Games in Abu Dhabi as a dancer and a cheerleader. And I won a gold medal in ballroom dance. I also got to snowboard on an indoor mountain, ride a camel, and ride on the back of a dolphin. Sometimes we have to be brave when we fly to strange places, either across the country or around the world. If we are brave, we can have some amazing experiences. We also have to be brave when we want to do something hard. I swim with the Roman summer swim team. Sometimes it's hard to swim more laps when I'm tired. But if I want to get better, I have to be brave and swim those extra laps. And I had to be especially brave one year when I had my asthma attack in, in the middle of a swimming race at Special Olympics. But I knew what to do. I kept my head out of the water while I swam to the end of the lane. Not only did I get back to the side of the pool safely, but I finished the race and even got a medal. It was bronze instead of gold, but that's okay. My goal in life is to be a ventriloquist and a and the host presenter of a TV show. I love making videos and editing them. I like playing songs on my ukulele and telling jokes with my mermaid puppet, Holly. These things make me unique. I'm not different because I have a disability. I'm different because I have a passion. We all have challenges in life, and when we have to face them, we must learn to be brave.
Sometimes it is having to work hard to reach a goal. Sometimes it is traveling around the world and finding yourself in, in a strange place. Sometimes it is having a disability. And sometimes it's getting up on stage and telling people all about yourself. Be who you are. Be brave. Change your passions. Thank you. Thank you, Carmen. You are a real Renaissance woman. So many different interests and variety. It is uh, uh, a pleasure to work with you in Maryland and all that you're accomplishing. It's so good to see everything and so happy that you joined us today. So thank you again, Carmen. All right. So that that was Carmen Houston Ludlam from Special Picks Maryland. Let me get us to where we're going. Our last speaker of the evening is Andrew Peterson. Andrew Peterson is relentless in his quest to be respected, included, and embraced. Born with fetal alcohol syndrome, he didn't learn to use words and coordinate his movement until age seven. In his teens, Special Olympics gave Andrew self-confidence for the first time. He eventually found phenomenal success as a distance runner and then a public speaker, speaking to 150,000 across the country. Always more concerned about his teammates than himself, Andrew shares his story with you today. So please welcome from Special Olympics, uh, Indiana, uh, Andrew Peterson. Let me win, but if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. Shortly after birth, I was found alone. I went to a foster home and was later adopted. My birth mother drank alcohol during pregnancy and since I have brain damage from fetal alcohol syndrome nothing in life has ever been easy in Elementary school, most kids couldn't understand me when I spoke. Some laughed and called me names. Far more walked by me like I didn't exist but for six years my speech therapist believed in my abilities making me practice harder 
she was just one person. Yet, she made a huge difference in my life. After a decade of physical therapy, I could finally move my arms and legs in a smooth motion. I wasn't the fastest kid on the playground, but you know what? No one could run as far as me. I joined the cross-country team and gained valuable self-confidence. I even found my voice. But so many people still focus on what I couldn't do. I showed them and went on to earn not one, but four varsity letters. My new challenge is full marathons. That's 26.2 miles. After running my lat race in two hours and 57 minutes, I earned the name No Limits Andrew, and I qualified for the Boston Marathon. Yet, I seek a greater reward. I don't ever want your pity. Rather, I need your respect. The respect that all people with differences deserve. Now it's your turn to join the inclusion revolution. Are you ready to show respect? Uh, I can't hear you. All right, all right, go. Are you ready? Yes. You saw. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Amen, Andrew. More like it. I hope bullies is muted.
welcome here. My friends, the time is now. You are called to make a difference. One person at a time. In closing, always remember the lasting impression you can make on me and people like me. And we can leave with you. Thank you for leading. Awesome job, Andrew. Thank you. What a great speech. Very impassioned. And way to get people to call out and respond. Excellent. That was great. Good challenge that I think it seemed in the chat and verbally that people were excited to accept. So thank you for being here. And thank you for um, finishing off our evening of Voices of Champions. So a big round of applause silently for our many speakers from Canada, the United States, and the Caribbean. We really appreciate all the work that all of you put into this. And we hope that you as an audience enjoyed it, come away inspired, come away motivated, and uh, we'll join us again in the future as we uh, present three or four more uh, Voices of Champion speeches in 2022. we're looking to have I would one like in to the... be one of them speakers. All right, great. So, yep. Me too. We will put a notice on our Special Olympics North American Athlete Leadership Board recruiting for speakers for the next round, and uh, we hope that you'll join us. Everyone, have a great evening, and again, thanks for your time, and thanks for being such a great audience. Good night. Until next week, we member choose stop. to include Special Giving this to people with special needs. And uh, you can visit specialchronicles.com for show notes. Um, this has been episode 456 of the Special Chronicles show. We have just presented the voices, fourth edition of the Voices of Champions talks. So once again, specialchronicles.com. You can visit specialchronicles.com slash give to support this podcast and specialchronicles.com slash comment to learn more about our partner at Special Chronicles. So once again, specialchronicles.com to find links to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Until then, until next week, we nimble choose to include Special Chronicles. Giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.